0: Oh boy, things are happening. Trades are being made, they're making moves, they're, oh man, what a time. I love this part of the hockey calendar every year. It's just, bada bing, bada boom, (laughs) wheeling and dealing. It's great, I love it. Um, This is the Canes Country Podcast. So, uh, my name's Brett, Justin of course is here. Hi Justin.
1: Bada-bing, bada-boom, I'm here, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We have Italian Uh
0: GMs running the league. Yes. Um, Don Waddell. Is Waddell Italian? Yes. Oh, yeah. Anybody
1: that wears a turtleneck is Italian.
0: Yeah, I was about to to segue that joke, so you beat me (laughs) to it. Um, So let's talk about all the things. So the last time we talked was a few days before the draft. And since then, of course, the draft has happened. So I think what (laughs) – Uh, Justin, what was our prediction on – I think I asked you. We had the – the Canes had 28, 36, and 37, those picks. And you said that they were going to use one of them. And I said they were going to use two of them. And damn it, I was right, technically. you got it. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they (laughs) traded back. They used 37 to trade back. So, (laughs) technically, I was right. They traded back a few times and not for any – players but instead they they kind of just killed the draft um i mean good lord i mean they just went in there and just made all the right picks seemingly uh everybody is just in love with the hurricanes draft um so i mean let's start at, at 28 again a guy early in the year you weren't gonna ever expect ryan suzuki to fall to 28 he was going to be a top 20 at worst top, probably top 15 pick and he fell down to 28 hurricanes picked him there um i mean that was pretty surprising off off the jump especially for uh you justin because a few years ago you wanted the hurricanes to take take his brother i did Nicholas. I did yeah
1: uh-huh. So we got the other Suzuki, so that's cool, I guess.
0: Yeah, and they have <laughs> Natchez, so, yeah. you know, they got, everybody's happy. They got a Suzuki, and they have Natchez as well. Um, so that was a great, a, a, a solid first pick, and then, really, day two of the draft was where they really, I mean, goodness, they picked a goalie at 36, they picked a Good forward whose draft stock fell because of injury, and uh, Jamison Reese at forty-four, and then they just they picked Patrick Pistola at at seventy-three, and he was projected by a lot of people to go to Carolina at twenty-eight. So, uh, and then on top of that, they drafted more Morfin's Anthony Honka, Teek Sola, who is a uh, minor league Finnish player who they like. Uh, they drafted a five-foot-seven defenseman and Dominic Fensor, I mean, just, just craziness, and, man, they just, they drafted purely on skill, which I think is the way to do it, if you're going to be at the draft, I mean, in a few years, a couple of these guys might turn, end up being just absolute steals, and when you can get that kind of high-end skill guy in the draft, that's huge, because there, there aren't a lot to be had in like free agency and trades, there are plenty of role players and, you know, bigger guys that can, you know, play roles. And, you know, in recent years, it felt like they was there or Carolina was trying to take a bunch of role players in the draft. So a lot of interesting stuff, Justin thoughts on the draft.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it was a pretty successful day to say the least. Um, starting with Suzuki. I mean, he was a guy that, uh, I saw as high as ninth at one point. I mean, yeah. he kind of stayed in the teens range for a while. Um, but, yeah, to see him drop was was pretty big. Um, I think there was a
0: run on defenseman that not a lot of people expected there.
1: Yeah, like this year was like a – normally it's like one of the top prospects is drops, but it was like a lot of different ones yeah. this year. Um, like Zegras, they had as high as thir- like third – in, in the Sportsnet projections, and he dropped us pretty far. So, um, mm. yeah, it is, it, it's it's a weird one. Um, I've heard, you know, you saw some things about, oh, you know, he doesn't bring his competitive edge, but um, I think that's I think that's a little crap. Sometimes, I um, agree. <laughs> you know, players, yeah, they they might show a certain lack of apathy, you know, on some days, but maybe the scout was just I watching mean, that day. You I never mean, know.
0: It being a like 17, 18-year-old on one of the worst teams in the OHL last year. I mean, give, give me a break with that. Come on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I really like that pick. Uh, you know, it adds more center depth. Um, you know, he's a decent size, but, I mean, he's got a good shot, and, you know, the connection Andre Sveshnikov probably wouldn't hurt if he makes it in, you know, a few years. So, um, yeah, I, I really like that. And then going after a goalie in the second round, I think you – Continue to prioritize goaltending for your franchise because, you know, it can sit, for the most part, it's still pretty much a question mark, um, not just in the immediate future, but in in the future as well. We don't know if Nadelkovich is going to pan out to be a complete franchise goalie, you know, so you got to keep, I guess, filling your basket with apples and hoping one of them doesn't rot. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That board man gets paid. Anyway, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we talked about that last Apple week. Didn't we? time. Yeah, yeah. Apple no, time. I don't think we, did. no, we, did, we don't didn't. We think... didn't talk about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Apple time.
1: Yeah, good, good stuff. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think overall, you know, there wasn't too many surprises. I think the five foot seven defenseman is pretty surprising. Um, He's good. Though. I guess. I, I, yeah, yeah. I know. I respect it. Um, <laughs> I respect it. You, but you, it's it's very unorthodox you at the most you might see a 510 defenseman um drafted and then you know there's still question marks there so to see a 571 it's like all right this is definitely different but Um, to be
0: fair to be there there are some reports out there saying that um he might actually be closer to 58 so there you go yeah
1: so that eliminates
0: um, all the doubt on that
1: yeah um, you know, my goal or my hope was to get Spencer Knight, but, um, mm-hmm. Kochakoff, cuff. um, yes. hope he turns out well. Um, but I think that if we're going to go kind of away from the Canes for a second and, and, and one of the, I think the one of the steals of the draft was Peyton Krebs at 17 at, at Sir Vegas. That yeah. was a, that was a big one. Um, but I think the the biggest surprise and tell me if I'm wrong here, the, the Red Wings pick at six,
0: was, Mort cedar,
1: yeah. Wow,
0: was, he was something. That was that was a pick.
1: I was, I was like, oh, you know, they might go offense here. You know, they got cousins still on the board, and Segris is there, and they could even wait with Putt Coles in, and and, and <laughs> I saw yeah, that. I mean, I you like,
0: either you have to be pretty damn sure uh, about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but if it's again, either, trust... he, he's either going to be a excellent NHL defender, or he's never going to make it there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's hit or miss here, but Steve Eiserman, he knows what he's doing most of the time. Or he did at least when he was in he, he better know Bay. what he's doing.
0: Now. Yeah. It's
1: a little bit different of a market. Welcome, too.
0: I mean, with your first pick with a with a team like that, I mean, you usually you want to make sure you get it right. And yeah. Let's for Detroit's sake, let's hope they got that right. <laughs> because yeah. Because there were a lot Just, of good players still on the board. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. Um and I, I think another good draft, or I think the smart draft, yeah, was, was Spencer Knight to Florida. Um, obviously, the big news of this week was Roberto Luongo retiring, which, in my opinion, he's probably, I mean, he's got the statistics mostly to back it up, but I think he's a Hall of Famer. I agree. You know, I don't think you, I don't think it's like something where you have to win a championship, and, and I think he ranks like 6th all-time or like 7th all-time and wins. So he's pretty he high be up higher
0: there. than that. I mean, he's yeah, way up there.
1: Yeah. I he's and I mean, he just, he's been a pretty solid to elite goalie throughout most of his career. Even late and in his it,
0: career, he was, he was doing well.
1: Mm-hmm. Really well. And, and to, yeah. And I mean, he was just a few wins away from a cup and a cup in Canada, you know? So, I mean, that he would have been even more, you know, famous yeah. for that too. But, um, yeah, no, I think, I think it was a very interesting draft. Uh, as always, not too much movement, but there was not one move for the Carolina Hurricanes. You want to talk oh, about man, it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, right, oh, right before wow. right before we started recording, um it was official that this trade is uh uh, uh not going to be very impactful for this year's Carolina Hurricanes because they Okay, so they acquired Patrick Marlowe from Toronto and they threw in a uh, sixth round pick in 2020. So they got Marlowe, they got a 2027th, and they got a 2021st round pick. And their plan was to try to talk to Marlowe, see if he would play a year in Carolina. I think nobody really thought that could happen. Uh, and it was confirmed today that that's not going to happen. He got bought out of the final year of his contract. It's pretty inexpensive for Carolina. Um, they pretty much just got a free first-round pick uh, so they could have $6 million in cap value on this year's season, which isn't really impactful to them. Um, so, yeah. I mean, they bought a first-round pick. It's pretty much what they did. Uh, it, it made sense, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh,
0: All right. Uh, Goodbye, Patrick. Trade-
1: I feel like this trade is, yeah, kind of kind of weird. Um, I'm not, like, happy about it necessarily, but I'm not angry about it.
0: I mean, they got um, a first-round pick out of it.
1: Yeah, no, I th- I think that's the side I'm happy about, right? And yeah. Okay, sixth and seventh, it's it's a wash unless yeah. one of those players turns out to be, like, a death least. Then otherwise, yeah. Um. But, yeah, those are pretty much a wash. But I think from a financial standpoint, like, the franchise wasn't that smart with this move. Wow, I, and and I think that kind of ties into the next two moves we'll talk about. But they they've been busy for sure. Um, I think it wasn't like I didn't even notice he you we still had to pay the like three million signing bonus too. Like mm. I thought the signing bonus was out of the way. It was just a matter of taking on the cap hit and then. Um, you know, just doing the buyout, which I think would have cost what six hundred eighty-three thousand dollars or yeah. something like that. Something they, weird. All they're paying. So I didn't 3. know they had to pay 3. that bonus too, because that's million. three mil- That's like three million dollars for a first-round pick. Like, it's, yeah, I don't know if that if I'm paying the bills. Well, I don't you're not, know. You're man. not Justin. Yeah, you're not, yeah don't worry I'm, about I'm it. Not, okay. We're not going to bill you, you for that. <laughs> you didn't have to point at the fact that I'm poor. We're not going to bill you for that.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I get that too. I mean, it. Dundon, I mean whatever three well, whatever you know yeah yeah I and don't then, know uh, yeah <laughs> it's interesting I mean yeah, a little three million dollar yeah we'll, we'll see what they do with the pick all right so we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens with the pick because Toronto's not gonna be a bomb 10 team next year no. uh, I mean if that happens I'd be freaking hilarious and I'd be okay with it um and I'd <laughs> Gladly wait for twenty twenty one for that first round pick. But they're probably not going to be a bottom ten pick and or a bottom ten team. So they're going to have to give Carolina that twenty twenty first, and that's an asset that maybe they could use. If if they trade it and they get something for it, that'd be great. I, I, I think at the deadline, this is gonna be a pick that uh makes a lot of sense for Carolina to move. Because you're gonna have two yep. first next year and But but, but come on Brett we've but... been
1: talking we've been talking about all these picks and how they're going to move them they're not i, I just don't like I until think, they I actually think a... do it i don't think they're going I mean, to do fair. it and that's fair. i was
0: about to say that too but yeah. however i think look a second round pick it, and a lot of people were acting like they they could they could use a second round pick to get a top six forward that just was never going to happen so really it was just about would that first round pick be used for a, you know, a a trade for an actual player. But I mean, looking back on it, those picks aren't very valuable when you're talking about the 36th pick. I mean, there is value, but you're not going to get a guy who moves the needle a whole lot.
1: I think it it matters um, like what general manager you're talking about because some value those more than others. And some are just like, Oh, that's just chump change.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, if Carolina comes up to the deadline this year, I think it makes more sense for them to utilize and, and use that first round pick as a weapon in, in the trade market as opposed to, you know, it it made less sense to come into the draft and be like, all right, 37th overall pick who wants to give me a top six forward. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously there's. Yeah. I mean, that's it's not as black and white as that. And I'm not trying to just write it off like that. But then but.
1: again, then again, you saw the trade. The other big trade of the weekend, more or less, was was Subban, and you saw what v- value he went at, and then you wonder. Yeah.
0: Well, I I think that's. It's a, just it's
1: such that, a weird market. General managers yeah. are so freaking weird. Man. You never know with
0: GMs. Also, PK Subban has a very high salary, um, and I think that played in because Nashville need to get rid of the money and. As great as I think PK Subban is, I don't think he really. I mean, <laughs> the, it, with all due respect to Subban, the last thing the Hurricanes need is Subban. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I, yeah. In terms of defense,
0: but I mean, they have Dougie Hamilton. They have <sighs> Justin Falk, who are pretty much PK Subban. Just imagine type that players.
1: That defense with PK yeah. on it, though.
0: Jesus. Oh my
1: God. Now imagine
0: no. it. Now imagine it without Calvin Dehan, because that's what we're going to be watching this year. <laughs> Um, good segue. Thank good segue. you. I was really, I was happy with that one. Uh, I think the key with good, good segues is to not acknowledge that it's a segue. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. Don't, don't do that, that to else, me. That oh, um, all right, all yeah, right. Keep but on. But I, I on, do appreciate on. it. Um. So yeah, dehan has gone, and this was really just, uh, w- this was shocking. So Dehan and Sorella to Chicago for Forsling and Forsberg. So, really, this is the opposite of what they did with Marlow. They just kind of shed its salary, um, so understandably there was a lot of outrage over this uh, on Twitter, in my messages. Um, <laughs> there, uh, just you know, I I, I I saw all the negative stuff about it, and Justin, um, you you seemed pretty shocked as well when this first happened. So now that a couple days have passed, how are you feeling about this? It just, I
1: I think all right. We'll talk about the third move, which is weird because they've been so active. And normally they're not this active. They're just making the moves, of the franchise. man. Yeah, yeah, making moves. Making but moves. um, I you know what, Brett? It's it. This one, what, the Marlowe deal makes more sense, right? Okay, you get the first rounder, and what you do Toronto a favor? Okay, whatever. But this one, it's like it just makes you feel weird. Okay, so let's look at his health. He was going to be out probably at December least the ish. first month. May, I Now he came out after the well, trade and said say that he, he wants to be schedule, ready for so camp. yeah. Yeah, that he wants to be ready for camp. I don't know I if don't that's going to that
0: be the case. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I mean, then again,
1: about that. then again, you see, like, the, when Stamkos, like, broke his leg, he was back in, like,
0: a yeah. month or yeah. something. Yeah.
1: yeah, so... um
0: yeah, it just depends on the, the medical the, world the, is the advancing so fast. Absolutely, so fast. bionic bionic legs and, he, and bionic he, shoulders. Yeah, he's going to be half robot, and he's going to be ready tomorrow if he has Absolutely. to.
1: Absolutely. Um, so okay, you have the cap hit. I just like why commit? F- I, it just seems like their chain the the changes and the plans they had for him just changed so drastically. Like okay, you signed himself a four year deal last offseason. He was kind of your sure like, bet like a cost-effective de- top-four defenseman that was going to be, you know, solid and kind of a counterpoint to maybe a more wheeling and dealing Justin Falk and, and Dougie Hamilton. But – and I think he had a great year. I think he had a great year. I, 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 I like was, to DeHaan. Yeah, he was definitely worth the money, and I think even longer term he may have been. But I guess, okay, so that's another shoulder injury over how many years – about Um, uh,
0: about a year and a half yeah
1: yeah so okay you get a little uneasy about that but like the return you got i don't really see either of these players being a factor okay maybe if Nadelkovich comes up to back up what forsberg fills a ahl spot i don't know probably and forsling is categorically worse than dahan in terms of the oh, advanced well, stats. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And and They're not I, even in the same conversation. I just
1: don't get how you don't at least get like a a conditional pick or something out of this because then you give them a very good AHL forward in Sorella and maybe a guy that could be a bottom six guy in the right situation. Like he can he has a very good shot.
0: He can play There's I, other it, parts to just... his
1: game that aren't complete yet. But like he's he'll, still pretty young, and he's got a great shot.
0: He'll have to be a, a top-nine forward. Uh, he needs to be a, in, in a place where he can just focus on offense because, yeah. like you said, that shot is might have been the best shot in the AHL last year. I mean, it's serious. Yeah. It's serious business, that shot. <laughs> it,
1: very fast, too. Very, yeah.
0: very fast. And, yeah, yeah uh, Forsling, I, I I, think he's closer to Klaus Dahlbeck than he is to Dahan. In my opinion,
1: just about. Oh my God! I think, wow, you're bringing back
0: bad memories, man. Yeah, let's let's. I'm sorry. That was that was unbecoming of me. So Forzling, I think that he could be like a seventh defenseman. You know, I think if if he plays in like 30, 35 games, you'll be fine. But I, I mean, I don't expect him to be any part of Carolina's top six plans this year, barring some kind of huge development on his end.
1: Yeah, or some. A bunch of injuries or something <laughs> I, yeah, yeah it doesn't make sense so i don't know okay let's just call it a, a cap clearing move and and it, it be that
0: i can uh, so sorry i need some water because i have to <laughs> talk um are you editing this out or we no just that in.
1: okay 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 um... <laughs> It's like it's like whenever that like you know, a stand-up's doing like uh comedy or or yeah. something, and all of a sudden they like swallow their spit and they're like Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of break up it was no, right, it was just is, a drastic this, stuff.
0: This is this isn't gross, this is water. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is this is the um
1: What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Dasani, Aquafina? what Aquafina. do we what do we got? Yeah, all right, there you go. Pretty good choice. Pretty good choice.
0: It's the I think it's the best. That's my oh. opinion.
1: I'll take, I'll take. We can talk
0: about that later. Um, (laughs) So let me give the flip side of the DeHaan thing. So I agree with a lot of what you said. The thing that probably bothers me the most is they signed Calvin DeHaan not even a year ago, and they're already flipping him. All right, so for those who are unaware, DeHaan's contract is more backloaded. Um, he only got $4 million for his season last year. That goes up next year, and it, it, round, it eventually ends up being a an AAV of 4.44, or something like that. So last year was his cheapest year on his deal, and he was very good, and then he got hurt. I think that plays a role, and, and that kind of connects to why probably my least favorite part about all this, they have him for a year, then he gets hurt, then they ship him off. I, I think it's a, look, it's it's how this front office is going to do business. They're, they're more cutthroat than past regimes. Uh, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing because logistically it makes sense. Because in all likelihood, the best year that Calvin DeHaan going to have on this contract, he just had last year. So, and it was also for the cheapest amount of money. And Chicago needs a guy like that, and they're willing to pay him a little more on the, on the base salary in the next few years. And also, the contract was uh, non-insurable, So or uninsurable, because he's already hurt. So, from a financial standpoint, it makes sense. However, you're losing a good player. Um, and even if he's not going to be exactly what he was last year after he gets recovered from his shoulder injury, again, his second shoulder surgery in a year and a half, um, even if he's not going to be everything that he was, he's still a really good defenseman. Now I'm just pointing that out. I'm not saying that's good or bad or whatever. I'm just adding context to the whole thing. And now um, on the media call um, with Don Waddell. Uh, he talked about how a pl- part of this is freeing up a spot for Hayden Flurry and Jake Bean. So, Hayden Flurry's contract of, you know, or the portion of Hayden Flurry's career where he is waiver exempt, that's over. He he's no longer waiver exempt. If he gets sent to the minors from the NHL, he'll have to pass through waivers. So, that's a problem for the Hurricanes who still don't really know what they have in Hayden Flurry. Now, I don't think Hayden Fleury is going to be as good as Calvin DeHaan, but the game that he plays, there's a chance that he would be good enough to fill that role in some capacity. And we're at the point here. I mean, he was an eighth overall pick. We got to figure this thing out. Or he's yeah. a seventh overall pick. We got to figure this thing out with Hayden Flurry. So this is the year that he has to stay or go. And if he goes, Jake Bean's coming right back behind him. Because, you know... They- they have good defensive prospects even though their defense at the NHL level is also good. So I there's just there's a whole lot of angles for this, and not everything I agree with, but I at least can understand what's happening. You
1: know? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. It's <sighs> yeah. It's it's,
0: just... it's it's not something I'm happy about because one, Dehan was a great player. He was a great dude as well. I mean, he's. He oh, was, yeah.
1: Like, he's and, a character guy yeah, for sure. And,
0: you know, you, you signed him last year. So, after one year, like, if if you're a guy in free agency, how do you look at that? And Carolina's yeah. coming at you with a four year deal. And it's like, oh, if you get hurt, they're just going to flip you somewhere else. Yeah. You know? Like, that's. Tough. Yeah, it, it
1: sets a bad precedent, it's especially tough. if it, like, happens again. You know, yeah, I mean, I think maybe this off yeah, you know think, next um, off season.
0: I think like <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point. I think you get you get one do over <laughs> in every category. Like you can make one bad trade, but you can't make any more bad trades. And you can make a bad signing, but only one. You can make an immoral decision, but only one. And the second yeah. time we're gonna have a problem. But yeah, uh, yeah. So so don't do it again. How about that? I would just don't don't do that again.
1: Yeah. Cool. So. Um, Moving on to the third trade the Hurricanes have made in the past week is a deal with Vegas.
0: Oh man,
1: they capitalize on cap space and they pretty much make a steal. Would you say?
0: I have no qualms.
1: You have no problems with this? Yeah, (laughs) I don't. I don't either. I know we were both high on Nick, but. Uh, I Let's, I don't yeah. think he was. I
0: realistically, and yeah. especially after this draft, the odds are were stacked against him. I mean, you have Morgan Geeky having the year he had. Lucas yeah. Walmark's a full time NHL player. He's proven that. There's less of a need for Nick Wall, yeah, as a prospect. And you know, he had a great playoff. I I think that he's going to be an NHL player. But what what's his upside? Yeah. Uh, third line center, maybe. You know, like I think that. In, I think his game fits better in the West, where it's not as fast. It's a little slowed down. Uh, he's he's a big. Guy. He's a big guy too, so he can yeah, he yeah, could yeah. put up with that kind of style of play for as sure. well, for sure. And you know he has limited upside, so you you like him and you move him for a player who's already an established middle six forward at the NHL level. So I I don't have any problem with that. Uh, Ahala's coming off an injury, and what's interesting about that is that. You know, he should be 100% for training camp. And now the Hurricanes get a full year of looking at Eric Halla. Um, his first year in Vegas, like everybody's first year in Vegas, was just ridiculous. He had 50 points. He was amazing. Um, so, I mean, is, is, who, what kind of player is he? He had 7 points in 15 games before getting hurt last year and his season ended. So now they have a full year before he goes UFA. They get to see who this guy is, and they get to evaluate if this is a guy you keep around for three or four more years, or you just let him go. Um, so I think I think it makes sense. And you know, he's an NHL player, and you, you you make the team better for this upcoming season, which is their main goal right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I think it gives you a good middle six guy. Um, probably third line is yeah. the. Is the more secure bet and unless an injury bit, but, happens. Yeah. Um, Jordan Stall, I mean, he's had not a rough few years. Yeah, not gonna wood please because when he's healthy, he's one of the best yeah. players on the team. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I like the deal. Um, and you know, you give up a fifth round pick, which I will give you the conditions right now. I
0: it's if he gets traded, or if he re-signs in Carolina, then Vegas also gets the fifth.
1: Yeah, and then if he's traded, they still get the they fifth. They still as get well. the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a bad trade. I, I think you take the risk. It's it's a low ca- it's a pretty simple cap hit too.
0: So, 2.75. Um, it's not bad. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, best case scenario, well he has 40 points. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Instead of, you know, having a prospect that is not making it next year. So, Yeah.
0: I mean, he, Hall is a good player. He's versatile. He's very fast. He's a great skater. So, hopefully that leg injury is back to 100% by the time the season starts, which it should be. Um he should fit really well in Carolina. He's a versatile finish forward who can skate really well, and that that sounds good to me.
1: Does does we talk a lot about you know the Carolina to Chicago connection, but does the Vegas to Carolina connection? It seems to be happening, or more or less Charlotte to Vegas because now Zeke off and
0: yeah, Royce. I thought about that too. Yeah, so. Yeah. Now Vegas is and they still have more to do, right? They're Vegas, still over the cap, I believe. Vegas is taking all of the Carolina prospects who are just a little too slow. Yeah, just a just little, just a little too slow. You can go to their Vegas. shot. Their shot might just not be good enough. Not quite good enough. They just can't keep up quite enough to be right. an NHL player. But good luck They're in Vegas. To, hey,
1: you get to go to Vegas, so
0: that's not bad. I can I honestly can think of in all places. their. All their, Do you
1: see how many like pre- they have like two practice facilities already that are like ten times better than RCI? Yeah. yeah. And it's it's absolutely embarrassing that an yeah. expansion team has
0: better Amen. practice facilities Give than it the a team. Give it a couple years. That that uh, that that complex in Morrisville is coming around. Oh yeah! Can't it's wait for that way. one. Woo <laughs> Give it Damn. another year or two. They'll yeah. break ground. <laughs> it's coming. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. And then there are the RFA qualifiers. There was nothing really special here. The Hurricanes qualified all their RFAs except for the son of the guy who's no longer associated with the organization. Josh Wesley is a UFA, so
1: yeah, they drafted him as a favor. And now that now that he's gone, <laughs> oh, babe, okay.
0: he's oh, out. Man. Sorry, Glenn. Wow, you're just gonna come out and say that, huh? It was a. Oh, I have I have an even hotter take. Are you ready for it? Jesus. Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
1: What, Bray McKay's not
0: going to be back next year? Oh, no, it's
1: hotter than that. Wow, that's
0: hard to believe. Go ahead.
1: All right, here we go. There's no reason Glenn Wesley's number should be retired in our rafters.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, (laughs) that's enough. You know what? Here's what what you've done. You've, You've taken this too far, is what you've done. That is I just... like to
1: throw out hot takes during the summer. It gets boring. I like making it interesting. Okay,
0: so thank you for your <laughs> hot take. That has made the podcast much more interesting. I disagree with that part. He was a very I... good defenseman. but with... He was I, with I... the organization for like 50 years. <laughs>
1: he was a very good defenseman. Just
0: retire his jersey. It doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, he started actually, in Boston. Maybe. Right.
0: Well, Boston. That's a good know. point. He did start in Boston. You know what? Rip the jersey down from the rafters. Let make a ceremony out of that. Okay, his high.
1: Hold on, hold on. When the franchise moved, he's a stay home defenseman. Justin. When the franchise, no, because he had fifty four points with Boston in his that's, second season. That was season. that
0: when he was like, and he was 20 average, years old? And like he had fifty eight.
1: He had yeah. fifty eight when he was twenty five, and then his his career high with the Canes was only twenty five points.
0: Wow, that's why. I'm, okay, yeah. So let's you know what? Um, Let's find a date and uh, how about we do uh, sometime in December when the Bruins are in town and let's bring it all together. When the the Bruins are in town and the Hurricanes can wear their Hartford Whaler jerseys and then there will be a ceremony before the game where they just rip the number down from the Raptors (laughs) and they just, they don't even make it ceremonious. They just take some scissors and they cut it and it falls to the ice. Everybody cheers and we can play the game. (laughs) I look forward to it. I didn't mean it in that way. I mean it I in just, that
1: way. He was a very good defenseman. He was a good guy, but you know I don't.
0: What you know? What? what was, yeah. Let's let's let's. You know, totally just make way more sense. I mean, we fired the GM who has his jersey retired. Let's just cut all the numbers down except for Moore <laughs> and it's only seventeen. <laughs> it's that's just I I mean, mean, guess. It's
1: just it's just an entire Moore shrine. Yeah, like everything in the arena is Moore <laughs> I mean. Even, but yeah. what if we fire him as coach one day? No, that's you, not going to happen. Well, uh, oh, if we hire,
0: him, him. well, if we fire him, I mean, we've established that this is the this is the Wild West Hurricanes, who are cutthroat. If Brent Warner gets fired, cut down that number two, and we'll move on, and we'll just retire TD into this into the rafters for Tom Duncan.
1: Tommy Dunden here wow. to save the franchise. You really, um, you
0: really derailed this. I did
1: not. I um, did not. All right, quick. Quick take before we move on to Gold. Oh, good. You have more
0: quick, No,
1: no, no, I'm asking for your opinion. Quick t- quick opinion okay. on this. Um Okay, another the next number to be retired is who? I because um, I get there's three names that you could throw in there. If you could
0: you could I, I know who the names would be. I I mean Eric Stahl, Cam Ward, and uh, give me the third one. You know that third one. Me Justin second. Williams. Oh, well, no, no, Williams, no, no, we can't. That's not you won't. No, no, no.
1: If he if he ends up with the franchise, and you know he's gonna end up probably in a role, some kind of role with his team.
0: Oh, surely. I mean, but you don't surely. think his
1: numbers retired
0: I don't think so. I, what you were, what are you gonna retire? Eleven or fourteen? You're not gonna t- retire eleven because Jordan Sauls had that number for like a decade almost now, and you know, fourteen. I mean, that's Kevin Adams' number. Come on. And Sergey Samsonov, And Andreas Nodal. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. Uh,
1: I really I, did this podcast again.
0: Well, now I'm not talking because I'm having a tough time thinking of <laughs> who I'd retire. I mean, I don't... Justin Williams is great. And he deserves everyone's appreciation until the end of time. But... I don't think his number is going to get retired, he, in part because he's worn two different uniform numbers. Are, are are they going to do like the Lakers where they retired yeah. Kobe's eight and <laughs> <laughs> twenty-four? That, that is such a big baller move for that Justin was Williams that was to such get an, two, that was to such get a two move numbers retired. That was a that was a just such a power move well i kind of
1: wonder what what all the franchises will do with when lebron's gone you, you retire six in miami you retire 20 miami. 23 in cleveland and then 23 and six and in six in la yeah um <laughs> so moving on to gold anyway
0: um jesus this is okay so here's a here's a mid-roll ad uh, we'll be back this is a canes country podcast <laughs> So unless Forsberg is going to be the starter next year and Darling will back him up, um, odds are that the Hurricanes aren't done addressing the goalie situation. Uh, Nedeljkovic needs an extension that he'll get eventually. But the big thing is Peter Morazic. So on the media call Waddell had on Tuesday, uh, he said that they are talking daily to Peter Morazic. Which is good. Uh, they're keeping contact. S- I guess the really the I, I think everybody would like to have Peter Mrazek back. I don't think that's a thing. I mean, I think everybody wants him back. But what's the number going to look like? Um, so, Justin, what do you? I mean, what do you pay him? What do you pay Peter Mrazek?
1: Okay, so what you give? Him, what was his last cap? like one, one point seven five or something? Point,
0: I think it was one point seven. Or it might have been one. Is it one Thing is one and a half. 1. 1. 1. 1. 1.
1: Okay, 1. give him a. Tr- okay, so you truly double that. That's three True. million. Yeah. Okay, so that's three million. But outside of Bobrovsky, there's not much goaltending on the market. Really. Robin Lehner. <sighs> you know how I feel about that. It's just. Oh, it's just okay. <laughs> right. um, I think that was kind of just. A, it's one of those hot seasons. All right. So you just. Vezina candidate. Still, I, st- you know what? I don't if know Robin you're gonna overpay respect. people are gonna overpay for oh, him. Ab- oh, and then absolutely. he's gonna and then he's gonna go back to his old ways and then you're gonna be like what in the world
0: all right so well,
1: let's just talk about Marazic, then. yeah so Mirazik, um i still think he's the best option by far um if you can't make a trade which the goaltending t- trades are just it seems like they're so rare unless they're for like minor leaguers because what, what was the last, like, big trade? Like, Snyder, Snyder Snyder to New Jersey, yeah. maybe? Like, like, it only it,
0: happens when you yeah. have an established elite goalie, and then you have a young goalie who's coming up Behind and them. is yeah. also elite. <laughs> and and, and more
1: drives. or less, that would have happened with Pittsburgh had the expansion draft not come along. There they you would have had a big flurry trade. So, um, yeah, I still think Razic's your best option. I think, okay, if you overpay him, that's fine, but keep it on a short term. So, okay, give them a super overpay. Give them $6 million for, like, two years. That, I think if you get your Ajo deal out of the way, um, which we'll talk about in a minute, I I don't think it hurts your cap situation that much with the cap expected to rise. It didn't rise as much this as... This upcoming a, year, Mike, you're
0: talking about that Marlow cap hit, too.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, all of a sudden, it's... Not looking so great.
1: I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah. But anyways, all right. Just <laughs> I, I think. I think. I think the best. Yeah, the best case scenario is like a three by four. Sure. Probably. Yeah. And that that gives you a true. You literally double your freaking money and then some. So I don't know. If if he doesn't take something like that, then you might just have to let him walk and and figure out another solution, which. Then things start to get super tricky, and that's when you start worrying about you got how right. how the team's going to perform too, because though I think a big factor last with the last year's you know resurgence more or less was because the goaltending was so solid. So um, I think the ship has kind of sailed on McIlhenny for the most part. It was it was fun while it lasted. I, I don't, yeah, mean, that, really I don't mean that I don't mean that facetiously. Like I think he was a really great guy great. and. And it seemed like he enjoyed being here, even in, even in a backup role. And I think he just, you know, ran with the punches, even though I, he, he was a waiver claim. So, um, yeah, I, I, Very I, good I guy. think it, it just gets really tricky if you don't get him under contract.
0: This is tough because you already screwed up with Darling. Like, you screwed up big time with yeah, Darling. Yeah, for sure. So that's – and I think that's what you were alluding to as well. Man, you really got to get this one right. Like yep. – like, in almost any other scenario, I'd be like, Yeah, give him four by four Like, yeah, sure. But you just gave Darling four by four pretty much and you saw how that worked out. And now they're gonna they're leaning toward buying him out, and we'll see if that happens. Um, or they're gonna try to retain half his salary and hope some team is feeling generous for two years. So it's So tough. Because again, like Bobrovsky's not going to go to Carolina. He's probably going to go to what the Islanders or the Florida. Florida Panthers. Same goes for Panarin, though he's not a goalie. Um,
1: do you th- do you think just quick mention? Do you think they're basically a, a package deal? that's going to happen together.
0: I don't think it has to be together, but I think it could very easily happen that way. Hmm. Um. So. I like Morazic. I'd like for them to keep him around. I'd like to keep that deal. I would just, I would love for it to be a two year deal. I would just love it. Um, I think the Canes would love that too. But I think Morazic's pushing, like, like the whole Morazic contract talk, I don't think it's about money. I think it's about term, like you were saying. I think Morazic wants four years and the Canes want two, and they do not feel good about going to three. And I'm in that boat too. Like, three years, you're starting to get a little lengthy on that contract.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: it's like, if because you have a the, two-year deal, then it's like, oh, if he has a bad year this year, it's like, okay, we only one more year. Or yeah, we can it, trade him. It's it. so
1: weird with him because his the trajectory of his career has been so weird. He was basically going to be the guy to take over in Detroit. And then and things off. just kind of fell off. And, and then he went, to, he went to Philly and absolutely was trash. And then yeah. now he has a good year. But now... You see his agent and probably himself want to capitalize on that, but you want to see if that can get consistent. And he's not necessarily, or I actually, I'm saying he's not a franchise goalie. So it's like, yeah. don't commit long term and don't get caught in one of these deals, or it's just like he's just going to be another buyout candidate in a few years.
0: Yeah, um, because I don't think anybody doubts that he has all the talent in the world because because he was once a high highly thought of prospect and he broke in and it was like all right he's gonna run Jimmy Howard out of Detroit and then four years later Jimmy Howard's still in Detroit and Peter Mrazek is almost out of the league so it, it was really a quick drop-off for, for Mrazek um, based on what based on what everybody has said and just what I've inferred from people it it was a big part of it was getting him to be, focus on being a professional goalie and to focus on taking care of himself, uh, being in the right you know right in the right zone during the season, and it I, I think he got there this year. And what what makes it tough too is Mike Bales is gone. So Mike Bales did a great job with. The goalies last year. I don't think his absence is going to make a huge difference. Truth be told, um, but I think it's something to just kind of throw in there as well. So I'm uneasy about Mrazek because I could very easily see him. I mean, he's only 27. He has so much good hockey ahead of him if he can maintain where he's at. I mean, if, if you if you know for a fact you're going to get a 915 goalie out of Mrazek for four years, you give him four by four. You give him that money no problem but in the back of your mind you're like is is you know so what i think could happen is unless someone gives offers him a stupid deal so if edmonton offers him a stupid deal um i could see him going that way but i don't i don't know why he'd want to leave carolina i mean and, and even that media day uh, or exit interview day he said he wanted to stay so, and I believe him. I think he's a great fit. If I'd be okay with them paying him, you know, like a one year deal at like $5 million and just see what happens. Yeah. Um, kinda or like kind of like, like, yeah, yeah, said, William like, Carlson. What, yeah. Yeah. Like That was like exactly. a one year short term deal. Because Carlson deal. just kind of shot up out of nowhere. It's like, okay, who is he good? <laughs> and then he yeah. was good. And then he got a, a good deal for him and the team. So. I think you give Morazic a one year deal if you can. And if he can repeat what he did last year, then you, you can give him three or four years.
1: Yeah. I think it just matters.
0: I don't if, think if there's a team out. It, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It seems like the most logistical thing for the team, but exactly. Um, I think it comes down to, yeah. If, if another team can give him more term yeah, and just that's guaranteed money, I, he'll probably lean towards that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do a one-year deal, you're gonna have to give him a lot of money. You're gonna have to yeah, give him, Like, like you said earlier, it's um, gonna be six
1: to seven million probably. It's gonna
0: be, it's gonna be a lot of money to convince him to do one year because that's just what the team, like, that's perfect for the team, and yeah. it's not necessarily perfect for him. Um, so we'll see how it works out. Uh, I have a feeling that in a few days we're gonna find out, and when we do this podcast next week, we're gonna. We're gonna be sounding the same way. We're we're still gonna be like oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, because what I happens.
1: I listened through uh, I listened through a little bit of our podcast last week and last week we said that Walmart was going to be our third line guy and Geeky would be our fourth. Well, that's probably gonna change. Walmart will be the fourth, and then Eric Hala will be yeah. the third. Um, well, and we also I said, I
0: said that. Uh, Wah could compete for that job, for a fourth line job, and Geeky and Podorowski can. They can compete, yeah. but it's less likely now with Howell on the team. So yeah,
1: just, yeah,
0: yeah. But all right, moving on to Sebastian Ajo,
1: the big fish.
0: Jesus, the big fin. Oh well, his nickname's Fishy, so there you go, Fishy. Um, let's talk about this. I'm just, I'm so sick and tired of
1: of Pierre LeBron. Oh, wow. sorry. I
0: thought you were going there. <laughs> yes. Wow. I, okay, so let me... I know what you're sick and tired of, and I'll let you get to that here in a second, but let me just say this. Um, I'm sick and tired of all of the RFA talk. No one's going to get an offer sheet. Do you people realize this? No one's getting an offer sheet. Ooh, no
1: hot take, no. hot take. That was the you. hot
0: take? There's never been a hot... There, there's never been an offer sheet Justin ever. Dustin Penner last, says there hello. Has, there hasn't been an offer sheet since the new CBA got signed, there's not going to be an offer sheet, okay? Aho's not getting one. Marner's not getting one. Nobody's getting one because none of the GMs want to make enemies with anybody, okay? So let's just – They all suck. They they th- That's just how it is. Nobody's going to get an offer sheet. It, they can take as long as they want with this Aho deal. They'll eventually sign some six-year, $9.5 million deal, and it'll be done, and that'll be it. But – no, there's not going to be an offer sheet. Aho is not going to get offer sheeted. It's just stupid. It just it's dumb. And on going back to Tuesday again, Waddell talking to the media, he he said to us that, um, that you know he has to worry about a lot of things as the general manager of an NHL team, and an offer sheet on Aho is not something he ever thinks about because he knows it's ridiculous. He said it's media driven totally. So. It, you know, that's just that just is what it is. And he then said that if any team offer sheeted Aho, they'd match it. That he straight up said that he said they would and they or, they would be able to. And if it happened, they will. So, yeah, I'm not like okay, the offer so... sheet thing is just nothing that I'm interested in. I'll let I'll, I'll get out of the way for you to talk about LeBron.
1: I'll talk about
0: LeBron in a second, but
1: um. No, I, th- I think this year has been so different, though, because, OK, we're recording this podcast June 27th. It's around 630. So if anything breaks tonight, then whatever. We missed it. Sorry. Um, but the, the weird thing is, like, uh, by now, most of those RFAs are pretty much signed. Right. It's, it's a lot different this year because most of them are on competitive teams. You got Matthew Kachuk. They've decided to spend how much on James Neal? Um, so they're in a weird situation. Rantanen will probably get his money. I don't see them being too much of a problem. But no but one's going to
0: give up four first round picks for these guys. That's ridiculous. But, but
1: I think there's there would definitely be a team. I, I don't know. There there's got to be a team that would do that for Marner at least, right?
0: Maybe. I mean, but even but so, I think like, I think it might be different. I think here's hear me out here. Then you're getting on Toronto's bad side. And do you really want to be on Toronto's bad side? Because they're gonna be running Honestly, in the Honestly,
1: You shouldn't care. You should be on everybody's bad side. You're here to make you're here to win.
0: <laughs> GM relationships matter though.
1: Yeah, so you get on one team's bad side. you still got thirty other teams. Other teams won't be happy with you, you either. Case, but...
0: You think that if, if Marner gets offersheated, it's only gonna to be Toronto that's like, hey, what the hell? Like there's gonna be other teams that are mad at like you're putting well, yourself That's why the NHL very... stinks. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying though. That's what I'm saying. Like they're I'm not even saying that's a smart decision or not. I'm not passing judgment on that part. I'm just saying it's not going to happen. Yeah.
1: I, it's just, I think that, uh, I, maybe I'll go out on this take, maybe a trade possibly I, kind yeah. of similar to that how sense. the Hannah Finn situation sure. went.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: Because yeah, I mean, you look at Kyle Connor, that Winnipeg's kind yeah. of cap strapped right now. Um, yeah, Marner situation. That's gonna. I think that's gonna drag on. That's gonna be dragging on until September. I would be shocked if that's somehow solved by July first or even in yeah. the month of July. I yeah. think that's just gonna be a back and forth situation. I saw. I what I think it was a Steve Dangle podcast. They were like, oh, "It's gonna be a knee later situation." I don't want to take it that far, but it's gonna. It's gonna drag on. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's just. It's just weird. It. I think. A lot of teams expected the cap to go up a little bit more, but those teams haven't been as smart as the Hurricanes in, in setting up their cap situation in order to make sure that they can get that RFA under contract.
0: Huh. I
1: don't know. That's just my thoughts. I, I, think,
0: that. I think. I, I think it's...
1: look at look at that. Outside of Colorado and and Carolina in terms of big RFAs, everyone else kind of screwed themselves over with other older players that are on big deals. I, yeah, I, I just don't see it. I don't yeah. know. Maybe um, a trade.
0: I, c- I can see a trade. I think that's more within the realm of possibility because then, I mean, you're talking about you're getting assets that you're picking and choosing from, and it makes more sense. Um, offer sheets, though, they, I just I don't see it happening at all. Yeah. So we're looking at... I expected you to get mad at Pierre LeBron.
1: Yeah, well, I guess I'll just save it until after July 1st because I know he's going <laughs> to bring on his his crap again so <laughs> okay, yeah,
0: that's oh all I, I need guess. thank you
1: that's, that's I all guess I, mean. I, I guess I've pretty much knocked out any chance of me ever working at TSN one day so that's that's important that well, stinks
0: well um, maybe one day I like to TSN. between you and Pierre Lebron <laughs> and they'll pick you up. hopefully they
1: choose me yeah I'll be cheaper in that case probably so there you go. <laughs> all right but uh we'll go into um other possible holes on the roster. What do you see or what do you think is the biggest thing that they have to address? They've they've you know fixed it off their cap situation and it seems pretty apparent that they'll get Aho done. Um, and now they got a pretty good third line guy and now another pick to deal with. But what what do you see as, as a do you see this team as any better off because of that? Or do you still think there's some holes to fill?
0: I think I think there's still some more to do. Uh, I think Halla helps. I think he's a good middle six guy. Uh, I think that Axe is one of their additions up front. Uh, I think else said that they want to make one or two forward additions. I think that's one of them. I think there's going to be another one. I don't think they're done. So obviously you'd like to, you'd like to get something done in that regard. Um, it's also worth knowing they have nature's coming, so they need a spot for natures Uh, that being said, I think that they can add one more top nine guy to, to help out in that regard. um, Beyond that, maybe, uh, obviously, goaltending is, is what needs to be happening. And then Ajo's extension and taking care of the smaller deals, McGinn, finding out if Williams is going to be back next year. I think that plays a role because that's a top nine forward. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't... Unless they really just they make a huge trade for uh, a big-name top six forward, then... That would be the only big move that I, you know, that I could see possibly happening. But um, I don't think, well, I could see them coming out of the blue with something with that's just, that's just kind of how they've operated. It's kind of out of nowhere, something like that happens. So I, we'll see, we'll see. They could do a lot of things or they could do very little. And I think either way it'd be okay.
1: Yeah, I I think mm, the goaltending, All right, so you know we we touched on goaltending. I think that still remains the biggest hole. Um, you sure. gotta get that solved. That's your number one issue outside of Aho. If you get that done and something secure, yeah, you really gotta be aggressive in getting maybe another top six forward. Um, at least it will give you additional depth. Um, and you just hope that everyone continues on their traje- trajectory. In in the case of Teravainen and Ajo, and you hope that Niederreiter wasn't just a fluke, you know, and, and a hot hand that came in and, and you know, blew up the, the team for a little bit there. But, um, so I think yeah, top six is still still a little bit. Eh. I
0: agree. You know, I think I think I, I don't on.
1: think they can compete with some of the best teams. I think if if you know if they don't have the goaltending, um, they probably won't be able to compete with some of the best teams in terms of just straight offense.
0: Yeah. Um, like I said last week, uh, I don't like if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So you need to get better. I I, I agree with that. I think adding a, another forward is important, and obviously goaltending, because you need gold. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so.
0: Yeah. And uh, they're gonna likely either find a team to take on Darling half of Darling's cap, or they're gonna buy him out. They're probably gonna buy him out. So uh, I think that's a podcast.
1: That is a podcast, man. That is a podcast. Um, last bit of questions. Um, I'm going to give you names, and I just want to short answer each one, all right? Here we go. Um, Sergey Bobrovsky, team.
0: Uh, uh, Florida.
1: Artemi Panarin, team.
0: Uh, Rangers.
1: Duchesne, team. Nashville. Ooh, okay. And this is the, the big name okay. um, that seems to be gaining a lot of traction. Tyler Myers, where to? Oh god,
0: Vancouver because of course Vancouver will find a way. Last little transition.
1: Last little transition. NBA. Kemba Walker. Uh,
0: he stays Charlotte.
1: Oh, okay. Kawhi Leonard. Toronto. Kevin Durant.
0: The net, the, the nets, yes, the nets. Okay, and same for oh. Uh, Kyrie. Oh,
1: they both okay. going the
0: nets.
1: Wow. All right. Well, that seems to be a podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, Twitter, Kane's Country, at
1: Kane's Country Picks on Instagram.
0: Yes. Uh, read the site. Uh, review the podcast. Uh, rate it. And wow. Whew. That was Create a good one. Here yeah, we go. Oh, here we go. Can't wait. Baby, Can't here wait to talk next week and see what teams <laughs> did. What. Be fun. All right. Enjoy. The one that's definitely gonna do something stupid Philly. Absolutely. Book it. Book they it. already did something stupid with Kevin Hayes, but we'll talk about all that next week. Man, this is gonna be fun. Have a good week. Yeah, uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.